Well, come on in, ladies and gentlemen. It's ramble on time. Pull an easy chair, because today, myself, Marcus Speller, and your uncle, Jim Campbell, are here to talk to you about some footballing matters. Jim, how the dickens are you? I'm good. I'm delighted to see all of our nieces and nephews uh, sitting so patiently <laughs> around the fire with us, uh, just, just hanging on every word we're about to impart. Yeah. Or ready to shoot them all down. Yeah. yeah. We, 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 yeah. Shall, we shall see. We'll see how it goes. Well, indeed. Well, um, I find this quite incredible, uh, Jim. That uh, on on the on the on the thirty first of May, nineteen eighty, forty years ago, mm. a little lad called Peter Ward, Brighton and Hove Albion legend, came on for England in a in a in a two one win. Um, I think it was away in Australia, uh, and uh, and it was a sort of a pre uh, Euro. Euro 80 match or something like that. It was a friendly, of course it was. And people say, well, what's the the big deal about that? Well, not much, to be perfectly honest with you. But this man, Peter Ward, he came on for eight minutes in in an unlikely uh, scenario of him getting an England cap because some England players were rested uh, for, for that game, although the squad did boast a number of very good players. And this guy, Peter Ward, he set a new record as having the shortest England career of all time. Now, this record has been since beaten, but he held that record for, I think, 32 years, quite a long time. And he is, a, as I say, he's a Brighton and Hove Albion legend. But I found this quite interesting. It got me thinking about short England careers. And ladies and gentlemen, that's what we're going to focus on today, looking back at those players who only had a handful of minutes for the mm. three Lions. Because, Jimmy, I didn't have heard of The, the three outliers. outliers. <laughs> the bloody liars. Um, I hadn't heard of Peter Ward. Were you, are you familiar with him at all? Yes, actually, mate. I am familiar with the career of every footballer from every league. Um, mm-hmm. in every possible, um, you know, combination because that, I am that a you professional. Can no. That I can Google. Yeah, no, I've never heard of him. Before. <laughs> yeah, okay. Uh, I, I quite like how if you if you read at his Wikipedia page the certain clubs he's played for. He goes on loan to uh, Seattle Sounders nice. and then the Vancouver White Whitecaps he plays for, and then he has a he has a career playing indoor football, which is Ooh. quite glorious. Nice, yeah, I know. I quite like that as well. But yeah, Peter Ward, the Brighton fans, I don't know if they, they still sing his name down there, but they certainly did for for many many years. We all live in a Wardy Wonderland was right. one of the chants. Well, I don't um, know much about him, so should we move on to someone we do know? About well, I want to. I, I want to. I want you to talk us through those eight minutes he played against Australia. What was his <laughs> movement like? Uh, sluggish. It was the eighties. Just yeah. about. It was coming out of the seventies. It was raining. <laughs> it was muddy. Um, I think it was in Australia. Terrible things were said. It was in Australia. So I don't, yeah, I, think, I mean, all right. It was warm. It was. Yeah. But it muddy, was May. They entering summer. their winter. Yeah. I don't yeah, know, mate. Was, I don't. I have no idea. I have no I'm frame just, of reference. I've twisted you right up there, bruv. Well, mm. the, the shortest thing in the career is, so according to uh, facts, uh, Nathaniel Chalabar has has had uh, very, very few minutes. In fact, I don't think he's got any uh, official minutes because it was an injury time uh, right. that he came on against uh, Spain on, on the 15th of October in 2018. That glorious so, win. Is that the criteria, Marcus? Because didn't Jimmy Bullard get an England cap and then not come off the bench? Like, does it? Well, do the, they have to have made some sort of appearance to count. For exactly. This? Yes. Right. So, so yeah, you're right to to say that because, of course, if you get called up, this is all about minutes on minutes on the table or on yeah. the pitch. Um, but Martin Kelly, he took Peter Ward's record off him in 2012 when he came on for uh, just a couple of minutes 
on on the 88th minute. I mean, I, again, he played for, um, according to this particular website, I'm looking at six minutes and 53 seconds, but mm. it's also marked as just two official minutes. So, I, I mean, I think the whole official minutes thing is is quite nonsense. Uh, exactly. I, I, so, so Martin Kelly um, has has six minutes and fifty three seconds on his England career, whereas Nathaniel Shalabar has six minutes and fifty four seconds. Oh, uh, and, and of course, Shalabar has probably got more future prospects, perhaps of playing for England again uh, than Martin Kelly. Although, never rule out Martin Kelly, as the old expression goes. Um, but uh, yes, yeah, so so Kelly is is the record holder at the moment, uh, taking uh, Peter Ward's record away from him. But we've had a couple of others since Peter Ward. So Fikayoko uh, Tamori, F- Fikayo Tamori, uh, only played a handful of minutes against Kosovo. But which you would imagine for him, he's going to play a bit more for England in the future. Yeah, I mean, but it's sort of you know, I think we we, we want to focus more on. Those those players that only had like one cap, you know what I mean? Surely, mm. I mean like like Jack Cork. Um, D- Jack Cork is it, it, was it, what is he recently a one cap wonder? I mean, but again, yeah. he's probably someone who's going to go and get some more. Let's forget those guys. Who cares about that? Um, Joey Barton. People, yeah, exactly. Joey Barton <laughs> and Lee Bowyer both have one cap, which is interesting because they're sort of different versions of the same thing, aren't they? And I like the, <laughs> sort of that little parallel between. Well, they are, aren't they? Just sort of like. Quite gobby, all-action, angry midfielders uh, that have gone into management, one with a bit more success than the other. And um, that's what it's all about. I like the idea of a parallel universe where Joey Barton and and Lee Bowyer were in England midfield together. Imagine the sort of scrappy team we'd have had to be for that to, to be the case. Uh huh. Dennis Wise knocking about, although he did get a few England caps. To be fair to him, yeah. I always find it interesting when you look through these lists of, of of England players that have have hardly had an England career. Fraser Campbell's in there, I think. Blimey! Yeah, when well, actually, feature? there is a there's a really nice story about that because um, you really do find him everywhere, don't you, Fraser Campbell? We've joked about yeah. this a lot on the on the podcast that he seems likely to come off the bench for any team at any point in the Premier League, <laughs> yeah. um, and also it's the case with England. But right, so he he got one cap. He came on against the Netherlands, and mm. pretty much to the moment that he came on, his uh, his first child was born. He missed the birth oh, right. of his daughter to 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 make his England debut, and 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 she was born pretty much as he came onto the pitch. So that obviously it's a very sad thing that he, he missed her, uh, he missed the birth. But I'm sure it was a, a proud moment for him to make his debut as well. So it's a nice little bit yeah. of um, uh, you know, synchronicity there. Yeah, there is, and I think had he not have got on the pitch, it might have been a bit annoying. But the fact is, you're right. He got that England cap. And, yeah. and and those two kind of monumental things, obviously one being much more monumental than the other, you know, nothing can rival playing for England. Um, uh, I jest, <laughs> of course. But uh, yeah, I, I, I do quite like that. Fraser Campbell currently at Huddersfield Town and he's still 30, I say still 32, presumably he's been 32 for yeah. a determined amount of time. And that um, will change in future. Yes, specifically on the 13th of September. Mm. Um, but yes, so Fraser Campbell only played sort of 15 minutes for England. And you look down this, this list and Chris Sutton only yeah, got I mean, 12 that, minutes or something. That's a, an absolutely crazy one, isn't it? Because, you know, Chris Sutton and Alan Shearer, for younger listeners, when, when Blackburn won the Premier League, they were known as the SAS, as Sheringham mm. and Shearer were for England. And Sutton was kind of unlucky, wasn't he? Because there were a hell of a lot of brilliant brilliant strikers around at that time and he's not the only mm-hmm. one to have missed out on a, on an England career where they probably would have had one in a, in another generation but there was a lot of uh, he, he fell out with various people didn't he because he didn't want to play for the England B team which was perhaps <laughs> fair enough 
but um, yeah, so that didn't help his pay. cause. <laughs> it was, yeah, it was. It was a weird thing to even exist in the first place. But there are some really strange sort of um, some kind of what could have been with 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 those players as well, like Dean Ashton got one mm. England cap and it was actually a Sean Wright Phillips tackle of all things in, in yeah. training um, in that England squad that injured his ankle so badly that he missed a year. And I'm, and I'm not sure if that was the first injury he got. He was very, very unlucky, wasn't he? But um, Dean Ashton looked like a player that would have that probably would have contributed to England. You know, he might not have led the line, but I can imagine he would have been one of those players that got a decent amount of goals off the bench for the amount of appearances he would have made. And that seems like such a frustrating crossroads. Yeah. Completely, and I think that yeah. I mean, there's been a, this chat from from some players who played with Dean Ashton and so on, and said he was he was a brilliant player, and he and he and he would have done all right, especially at a time when England, you know, they had Wayne Rooney up there. This was a sort of the Hodgson era, and they were trying to find somebody to partner him a bit, or yeah, or, or maybe sort of come off the bench, as you say, or or, or, or whatnot. Obviously, Daniel Sturridge came along for a for a short period of time, and, and one or two others. Um, another uh, player that I wanted to to chuck in there was uh, Lee Hendry, uh, yes. who was a decent player back in the day. And the reason why I say this is because I saw him play in his uh, only minutes he got for England against the Czech Republic in 1998, a friendly, in yeah. November. And it was the first time that I'd watched England play at went, well, in, in, you know live. I'd moved down from Edinburgh the previous, uh, well, it would have been that summer. And to, so to see England at Wembley, it was like proper proper cheapies and thrills Jim yeah and uh, I saw Lee Hendry uh, come on and I and, and and when you're younger at that at that point you think oh my goodness I I think I've seen him you know this could be the start of an England career and all this kind of stuff and then of course that they were the only minutes he got but that yeah. evening it shows you how long ago it was Ian Wright and Dion Dublin were up front for England that day that's amazing what, what an amazing team that is. Because, uh, yeah, I mean, that would have been, uh, that was a long time ago, wasn't it? And um, yeah. obviously, and you get Lee Hendry, he did a big interview really recently where he, he spoke about some of the troubles he's had in his life and, and various different sort of demons he's had to deal with. And it's, it's, it's very sad to hear, but he seems to be kind of going in the right direction now. And good, and good luck mm-hmm. to him because, again, it's one of those little crossroads moments, isn't it? Um, where it looks like a player's career is about to explode and then for various reasons doesn't quite happen. Um and here's a little curious one. Do you remember oh. when England couldn't find anyone to play on the left? Yes. And it was a problem. And it seemed like there wasn't a left-footed Englishman on the planet, just a- right. anywhere. But we had Alan Thompson playing for Celtic oh, yeah. up in Scotland. And for a long time, I think this might have been under Sven, you know, as well. People were saying for a long time, like, why not give Thompson a go? He's doing really well in, in, in Scotland. Yeah, we, obviously, we know that the standard isn't isn't as high, uh, but why not give him a go? And he and he only gave him one chance. And uh-huh. it's a shame that. I'd have liked to have seen a little bit more of that and seen if it, it could have worked. Just having a naturally left-footed player. I think Stuart Downing might have been a bit too young to be being considered for it. But uh, yeah, that's yeah, another sort that. of what could have been. You, you do have those uh, games where... People are given one chance, and if if I, I I do appreciate with an England manager, you don't have many chances to give people, and if a player doesn't look the part, and managers can see things perhaps that that we can't, they think no, I've, I've given him a go, and I, and I don't think he's up to the task, and I, the jury was out on him, and I've given him a go, and and that's obviously the case. Jay Rodriguez and Adam Lalana, I think, I think Lalana made his debut against Chile at Wembley. In 2013, definitely Jay Rodriguez played, and and Chile won two 0 and were much better than England and gave England a bit of a lesson. 
and Adam Lallana, I think, adapted a bit better, and of course, would go on to win more caps. Yeah. And and as their careers would suggest, you know, he's Lallana's um, played at bigger clubs, and Jared Rodriguez, he, he, he had, um, you know, he had more than a half, and it just didn't quite happen for him on the night. Yeah. He was a little bit disappointing. But or could you imagine, have... like, the, the pressure of that playing in, yeah, in a, effectively in a new team with so yeah. much pressure on you? Because it's a trial. realistically, as any footballer, you don't touch the ball that much in a game unless you no. are one of those real sort of like players that just has the ball all the time and you mm-hmm. know the amount of contact any player has with the ball w- would be surprisingly low I think if you top up the minutes and you've got to maximize th- those those moments as much as you can it's, it must be very very difficult when you feel that pressure of having to impress mm-hmm. to actually sort of step up to that and I think for some players it's it's too much isn't it yeah I think well I think also it's tricky because if if a player puts on the on the jersey and then and then gets straight into it then you think to yourself okay maybe they're not phased by certain situations and at international level there's a chance that you might be in very pressurized games and whatnot whereas if yeah. they are seen as being a little bit nervy and also the manager's not really too sure and thinks mm, I'm, I don't think that they're a future England player unless they surprise me if I play them yeah there's all that kind of stuff going on and there's there's a couple of uh, intriguing ones that uh, that I, I find quite interesting. When do you remember when um, Ibrahimovic scored a hat trick for Sweden and, and they battered England four two? Four. In Sweden? He scored four, didn't he? Uh, did he score four? I think it was I a hat trick. He, he got. I, th- I think he scored four. Okay, let me just double check that quickly. Yeah. But um, England were, were away to Sweden, of course, and England actually were two one up in that game for for most of it, and then on the seventy fifth minute which was uh, when England was still 2-1 up. Um, you're right, Ibrahimovic did score four. He scored his first on the 20th, uh, 20 minutes gone, and his second came on 77. So the, 77, 84, and 91 was when he, when he got his, uh, completed his haul. On, people forget, though, on the 75th minute, England brought on Carl Jenkinson and Ryan Shawcross to pick up their only <laughs> England minutes, so they've they've only got twenty minutes each, and that they had those twenty minutes where Zlatan Ibrahimovic just bossed them all around. Yeah, could he cut it in the Premier League? There was a little <laughs> sneak preview, wasn't there? <laughs> yeah, well, I, I, so uh, so that was just kind of the story behind that, really. Um, so so poor old them, unfortunately, because if you only get one cap. Let it be in a kind of an entertaining 2-0 friendly win at Wembley or something like that. Not when you get absolutely stuffed away from yeah, home. and they're away Especially crowded. when it like you are the reason it becomes bad. Like, that's yes. not... It is a yeah. bit of a shame. Well, I can remember being at Wembley for a very drab 0-0 home draw against Montenegro in, um, it would have been a Euro 2012 qualifying match. And England brought on to save the day with 20 minutes to go, Kevin Davis. Yes, he was 33 in that game, but yeah. as well. So very old brand. <laughs> one yeah, cap, absolutely. one booking. 100% yeah. record as far as he's concerned. Absolutely right. Yeah, I think there was well, there was a lot of injuries at the time. I remember, remember there was a bit of a clamour for him. I hate a, I hate a clamour that is proven to be stupid in in retrospect. Do you remember people kept saying um, that Jermaine Beckford should play for England uh, when he after he scored that goal for Leeds against Man United in the FA Cup, and people who seemed to think they you know they wanted to cultivate the idea that they knew what they were talking about would go well. You know, I think it's just something a bit different. It's like he plays a league below the standard that's <laughs> re- required. It's not going to work. 
Jim, the political equivalent of that is, well, I think I think we've had enough of the experts. Let's try someone who's not yes. well experienced in politics yeah. and just give them a go in, and let's see if their they lack of yeah, let's see if their lack of their lack of quality and proven ability in this field works. And demonstrably, in, in the current climate, it doesn't. No, but um, but that's what it is. And I, I can remember. I think I've mentioned this before. Watching. Uh, I think it was on YouTube, a, a young lad uh, who had quite the following talking about the England squad for, it might have been Euro 2016. I think it was that tournament. And they asked him how he felt about the squad. And he said, I'm absolutely furious. I'm furious was how he began. And you think, <laughs> okay. Well, I mean, Hodgson, I understand he's not the most popular and it proved to be that he, he didn't, it didn't really work out that well with him as England manager. Um, but I'm looking at that squad he's picked for Euro 2016. I mean, there might be one or two that you might change over. But really, I think, you know, you're hard-picked. You know, he's not left Paul Gascoigne out or something like that. Well, I mean, he mm. did leave Gazza out for good reason. Um, but, you know, it's not that kind of situation in 1998 with Glenn Hoddle. And, and, and when it was actually boiled down, the only person that he said should have been in the squad when asked about this was um, Aaron Cresswell, the, the West Ham United. At the, what? You know, certainly was Yeah, the fullback, yeah. So he he was furious because people just get annoyed, I think, when they see they Sorry, see Marcus, England. can you back up a little bit? I don't quite... So this kid was <laughs> angry that... He wasn't just angry that Cresswell wasn't in the squad. He felt Cresswell was the only player that deserved to be in the squad can you make that a no, bit let, clearer sorry let, let, let me clarify he was furious because Aaron Cresswell hadn't made the squad right that's why he was furious that he wasn't sort of saying oh but it should be he hasn't picked you know uh, Daniel Sturridge or he hasn't picked Wayne Rooney or he hasn't picked, you know I mean he had picked those players but there was nobody huge he'd left out there was nobody yeah. who people were saying I can't believe that Hodgson's not picked him all he was he was he was crying out for was Aaron Cresswell. It would turn out, and you think, mm. okay, well, if that's all you're worried about, then why are you so furious with the squad? And I think what it is is that when England go through these periods, which is no, when England don't win and they're a bit crap and underwhelming, people think, right, we need to tear up the whole thing and we need to yeah. do this, that, and the other. And I think there's an obvious solution right in front of them. Yeah, I think I remember there being a bit of a clamour from West Ham fans for Cresswell to get recognition. So I think he was having a good season at the time. But yeah, it's a little mm. bit, little it's bit silly, start. isn't it? It's very silly. Um, I'll tell you one, one kind of one cat wonder that really uh, sticks in my mind as well is Michael Ricketts. Because you remember he was having oh, yeah. that amazing season for Bolton uh, where he was he was looking like this absolute world beater that just emerged from nowhere. Um, mm. And I think after he made his England debut, he just sort of stopped scoring for Bolton. Like it, yeah. playing for England made him seem to realise like, oh, I'm, I am massively out of my depth here. <laughs> and and it, he just sort of, it just ruined him. So, so strange. So bizarre. Mm. Um, a lovely one, though. I think probably my favourite example of this, apart from maybe Fraser Campbell because of that story we spoke about earlier, is is Chris Kirkland because um, oh yeah, yeah. His uh, his dad and some friends had put on a bet, hadn't That's they? Right. They cobbled together some money, put on a bet that he'd one day play for England when uh, when he was a baby, and um, or, or when he was very young, and um, they won ten grand out of it when he finally made yeah. his debut. And he's one of those players where you know he 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 was really so hampered by injuries and it's such a shame uh-huh. because he was clearly a real quality player, but it was difficult for him to put a run of games together. So that was a, that was nice. I think it was. And he only had one England cap. So it was just great that he got that recognition. 
Yeah, you know? absolutely. It was a yeah. know, testament to, to what he what he managed to do despite difficult circumstances. Yeah, well, I tell you, had uh, a, a very short England career, and it's strange to think of him having had an England career as Wilfried Zaha. He only, yeah. he had he had two appearances for England, both in friendlies, a combined total, I think, of twenty eight minutes, and his debut for England was in that game against Sweden where we, we, we ha- where England were hammered. Wow. But he also came on in a game in which I was at Wembley when England played Scotland in a friendly and won 3-2. And that game was also Ricky Lambert's debut for England. And what was great about that was because Ricky Lambert was one of those likeable players who was a bit of a rough diamond, uh, you know, blossomed later on in his career, was very down-to-earth and likeable, certainly in the media. And... England were playing Scotland in a friendly match and Scotland went, I think, I think 2-1 ahead and the Scots were absolutely loving it as, as you would expect, making far more noise than the England fans, but that's yeah. not particularly hard at Wembley. And then England got it back to 2-0. Lambert came on and with his first touch, powered in a header to win the game 3-2. <laughs> and, 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 and although Ricky Lambert, in, in terms of short England careers, he doesn't belong in this chat because we're talking about people who only got kind of 8 or 20 minutes. Lambert got 11 caps and scored three goals, but he did come on in a World Cup match yeah. against Uruguay to basically try and save the day. Yeah. Uh, and, and, of course, that, that, that wasn't to be. What um, a story from Ricky Lambert in general. Though. You forget how magnificent it was working his way up like that. But, yeah, it's... Um, oh, bless him. Um, you know what? One one who who really interests me, and I think mm. this is possibly quite a nice, uh, nice one to do last, really, is mm-hmm. that Danny Ings only has one England cap. And you would think, yeah. especially with the way things were going before the lockdown, that yes. you know maybe maybe there's more to come from him, and that's going to be a bit of a weird outlier where he, it was years between caps, and then he, he managed to get a decent number. Yeah. Oh, that's that is a nice note to uh, to leave it on, Jim, because uh, yeah, he might he may well have um, he may well go on to win us the Euros next summer. Mm, probably mm-hmm. will, <laughs> <laughs> and probably won't. All bases covered, Who knows? ladies Who and gentlemen. Knows, yeah. um, I feel my base is a firmer one than Jim's, but I hope not. I hope not. Uh, well, it's been it's been lovely uh, having you in uh, the Marcus and Jim Lounge, or the Jim and Marcus Lounge, uh, should I say, if we're yes, doing it on alphabetical order for, for Ramble. Because <laughs> I know you get very, very upset with that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, but, but an absolute pleasure uh, talking to you about uh, short England careers, all inspired by the magnificent... Uh, Peter Ward, of course, and we all live in a Wardy wonderland. There we are, ladies and gentlemen. Go well, and we'll see you soon. See ya. This was a Stakhanov production.